0: is going on, true crime fans. I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going
1: West. Hello, everybody. Today's case is happening right now, and it has been recommended by over 30 of you. So thank you to each and every one of you who has sent this in. We've been following her story for weeks and wanted to make sure that we highlighted it as soon as possible. So please do not forget to share this one.
0: Yeah, this one is very important to share. Also, since we don't know exactly what happened to Maddie, We are going to be referring to her in the present tense.
1: Yes, just out of respect for her and her family. So let's dive into the details now. Let's not waste any time.
0: All right, guys, this is episode 302 of Going West. So let's get into it.
1: Intensifying efforts to find a missing mother. It's been more than two weeks since Madeline Kingsbury was last seen. Police calling her disappearance suspicious and say they are getting many leads. 26 year old mother from Winona has been missing now for more than two weeks and searches for Madeline Kingsbury continue. Tonight, the search continues around Winona for missing 26 year old mother, Madeline Kingsbury. She was last seen March 31st. And tonight we're learning new details about the father of her children.
0: There's like zero chance that she would have just walked away. We believe Maddie's disappearance is involuntary, suspicious, and we are all concerned for her safety.
1: Tonight, a missing mother of two in Minnesota, thousands searching for any sign of her, while her ex-boyfriend, officials say the last person to see her alive, finally breaking his public silence, saying he had nothing to
0: do with her disappearance. Inside the residence investigators located Maddie's phone, the jacket she had been wearing earlier in the morning, along with her wallet and ID. Is there anything you'd like to say to to whoever might be responsible for for her disappearance? We feel like something like this doesn't stay hidden forever, you know all the all the
1: details and all the truths in there, so we would just, you know, ask this person or persons to just come forward and Tell somebody where she's at or what happened to her. You know, it's um it's cruel um, to to put anybody through something like this. Madeline Jane Kingsbury, who often goes by Maddie, that's what we're going to call her today, was born on June 2nd, 1996 to parents Krista and David in Farmington, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis located just 30 minutes south of the city. The youngest of three, Maddie joined an older brother named Stephen and a sister named Megan, who she was especially close with. As a teen, Maddie was a gifted student at Farmington High School. She was a cheerleader and, according to Megan, very involved in her school and its extracurricular activities. She loves books and movies, particularly of the fantasy genre. And Her Facebook timeline is filled with like tons of jokes, memes, and posts about Harry Potter, the Avengers, and Lord of the Rings. After graduating from high school, Maddie moved about two and a half hours away to attend Winona State University in Winona, Minnesota, which is where this story takes place, and Winona hosts about 25,000 people, and it's nestled on the banks of the Mississippi River just across the border of Wisconsin. Now, Maddie graduated from Winona State with a bachelor degree of science in public health, and healthcare administration, which really helped her land a job at the very esteemed Mayo Clinic. She works as a clinical research coordinator in the Department of Public Health, Infectious Disease, and Occupational Medicine Research. While she was still in school, she met and started dating a guy named Adam Fravel. Some say Adam Fravel, but I think it's Adam Fravel. And not long after, in 2018, the two welcomed a daughter named Eliana. And then in 2021, a son named Noah. A working mom from a very young age, Maddie has remained fiercely independent and an
0: incredibly hard worker. So more than anything else, Maddie really loves being a mom. On her most recent Mother's Day in May of 2022, she wrote on Facebook, quote, "'Being a mother has been my greatest adventure. "'I could have sworn that they were both little newborns "'on my chest yesterday. "'Happy Mother's Day to all of you mamas out there.'" So while balancing her busy work schedule, Maddie relished in taking Eliana, who was nicknamed Ellie, and Noah to activities, lessons, and also the library. She loves reading to them and taking them on various road trips and adventures, And Maddie's been working what's called a hybrid schedule, meaning that some days of the week she drives into the Mayo Clinic to work, and others she can work from home and can spend more time with her kids. And by the way, this clinic is actually located in Rochester, Minnesota, which is about an hour drive west of her home in Winona. But she really enjoys being able to work from home, and Megan remembers that they would sometimes FaceTime and co-work from home together. And actually, just days before she went missing, Maddie posted on LinkedIn, hoping to secure a full-time remote position. But for the time being, she made it work between the kids' schedules and her own, as Eliana was in preschool a couple of days a week, but otherwise, she and Noah would be dropped off for daycare together. In January of 2023, Maddie began grad school at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health, pursuing her Master of Public Health Administration and Policy. From an outsider's perspective, Maddie seemed to be balancing work, school, and her home life exceptionally. Just five days before she was last seen, she posted in honor of her daughter's birthday, which included a picture of Eliana eating mac and cheese in a hotel bed and wearing a tiara, writing, quote, five years with Bub. Thank you for everything you bring to our lives. However, according
1: to Megan, Maddie and Adam's relationship was really faltering. So while they still lived together and shared the time and responsibilities of their children, Adam had recently had his custodial rights over the children revoked, meaning that he had no legal right to care for them or make decisions regarding their care. Now, the public details regarding why this is the case are super sparse. Really, all we could find is that he was caught doing something illegal with or in front of the children. So that could mean like literally anything.
0: Yeah, we have no idea.
1: Yeah, like no idea. So Maddie and Adam broke up and Maddie was looking at new homes to move herself and her children into. And she was really pushing that she and the kids move to Minneapolis. But being as gracious as she is, she didn't want to take them too far away from their dad or his family. So Minneapolis was kind of you know, not fully off the table, even though it's what she really wanted to do. She was kind of thinking maybe she should stay closer to Adam.
0: Yeah, but in these days after they had broken up, they were still living in the townhome together while Maddie was kind of trying to figure this out. Exactly,
1: because she's she wants to find a new job so she can fully work from home and be around the kids all the time and live with them separately from Adam, but not too far away so that he still can see them. But again, she and Adam are no longer in a relationship. On Friday, March 31st, 2023, Maddie was really looking forward to taking her daughter into Minneapolis for the weekend to visit her sister, Megan. That morning, she was planning on dropping Ellie and Noah off before heading to work as usual. And around 8 a.m., Maddie and Adam dropped the kids at daycare together, which Megan said was not uncommon. After doing so, the two returned to their townhome in Maddie's dark blue 2014 Chrysler Town and Country Minivan, which even had like a bumper sticker on the back that she put, it says, please don't honk, I'm sensitive. After arriving home at 8.15 a.m., Maddie shot a quick response to a text that her sister Megan had sent the night before, which was just a funny picture of the two of them on a girl's trip to Rhode Island in the summer of 2022, so last summer, and this was just a, a memory that they both really cherished. Maddie just texted back, LOL, and that was the last confirmed contact that
0: anyone has had with Madeline Kingsbury. Now, according to Adam, everything was normal between the couple that morning. Maddie was getting ready for work, and he left in her minivan to run a few errands around 10 a.m. So almost two
1: hours after they both got home from dropping the kids at daycare. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And it's not been explained how she was supposed to get to work, again, which, you know, this clinic was about an hour away in Rochester when Adam had her car, although it's possible that she was planning on working from home that day. Around 1.30 p.m. that afternoon, Adam returned home to an empty house. So he claimed that he expected Maddie to be there, but she was nowhere to be found. When pickup time for the kids' daycare rolled around, Adam picked them up himself, which is something that Maddie usually did and had been planning on doing that evening. So this was kind of, you know, uncharacteristic. She is usually the one that picks up the kids.
1: Well, especially because of what we're going to say that Adam thought about this whole situation. It is weird that he just went to go pick them up on his own when that was not what he usually did. Again, he's not supposed to be with the kids by himself. Yeah. And he's not,
0: and he's not trying to figure out where Maddie is. He's not like, Wait, she usually picks them up, like maybe I should try to locate her in some way. He's just like, I'm just going to go do it. Exactly. Important to note. And she also hadn't shown up or called in for work that day, which her employer said was totally uncharacteristic of her. Neither her family, friends, nor Adam heard from her all day. Hours later, around 6 p.m., Megan received a text from their mom, Krista, that she wasn't hearing back from Maddie, and so she was getting really concerned here. So Megan reached out to Maddie, expecting that she was just preoccupied with work, and asked that she text their mom back to put her mind at ease. But when Megan wasn't hearing back either, the whole family began to worry. Megan checked in with their dad, who also had not heard from her, and then around 8 p.m. touched base with Adam to see if he knew what was going on. Adam seemed calm and unaffected saying that he hadn't heard from her, but that he hadn't thought twice about it. Yeah, so you're not thinking twice about it, even though, like this is what I
1: meant when I said what's coming up, is you went to go pick the kids up from daycare, which is not your usual routine. You're not even really supposed to be doing that. Right. And yet you didn't think twice about where Maddie was this entire day.
0: Yeah, now it's 8 p.m. and he still is not thinking twice about the situation. It's just weird. But Megan, knowing that this was alarming behavior for her usually responsible and very punctual sister, began to panic. Missing pickup, dinner time, and bedtime with the children was unheard of for Maddie, and she would have never missed a day of work without making prior arrangements. So by the late evening, still, no one had heard from her, even Megan, who's arguably the person that Maddie's the closest with, and who she was supposed to be visiting the following day. In fact, Maddie kept in close communication with the entire family at all times, so this was cause for immediate concern. But even stranger, Maddie's cell phone, wallet, ID, purse, and coat were all still inside the home. So with that, Madeline Kingsbury was officially reported missing.
1: When police questioned her ex Adam about his whereabouts that day, he stuck to a story that he had simply been running errands without Maddie in her car. However, based on security camera footage and witness sightings, the car had quite a journey for such a short window of time.
0: Yeah, this is really odd.
1: So her minivan was first spotted heading south on both Highway 43 and County Road 12. And it should be noted that this is in the direction toward Mabel, a.k.a. Adam's hometown, and where his family still resides. And it's about an hour south of Winona, so that's a bit interesting. After that, the van was seen traveling back toward Winona on Highway 43, at one point stopping at a quick trip gas station in Rushford, Minnesota, which is about 30 minutes south of Winona. This whole trip took place in the three and a half hours during which he took
0: Maddie's van. Then it's kind of weird that you're like, oh, I'm gonna go out and run a few errands. And then you come back three and a half hours later and you also drive like an hour south to your hometown. And obviously we don't have any idea what these errands were, but it does seem a little suspicious here.
1: I think just with the context of her going missing and him making this longer trip is what is kind of like triggering us because- Yeah, it is. Because we've covered so many cases where it's like, oh, you took a long drive After somebody goes missing That's weird right But it's like Was he planning Was he just wanting To go see his parents That day Like we don't know He just All we know is that He was quote Running errands So what the hell Were the errands
0: Absolutely And you know When we get into More details about Adam That also You know Kind of aids In this feeling That This trip was suspicious.
1: Well, also, police would not confirm whether or not Adam was driving the vehicle or whether or not Maddie was believed to have been with him in the van at the same time. Maddie's brother, Stephen, was overseas serving in the military at the time she disappeared. But when he heard what was going on, he rushed home to be with his family and aid in the search for his sister. In a letter to the press, Stephen explained, quote, Madeline is always in constant communication with family. I came home to support my family and contribute in any way possible in efforts to locate Madeline and bring her home. Working in small and large teams with a variety of personality types and talent levels for this long has also given me the tools necessary to manage individual and collective skill sets and utilize them effectively to achieve a shared common goal. The community surrounding our family, from the volunteer searchers on ground and event organizers to the offered prayer, has been indescribable, humbling, and awe-inspiring. It's hard to imagine how it could ever be reciprocated. Our gratitude for all involved in our efforts to bring our sister, daughter, mother home will never fade. The search has and will continue on multiple fronts. Law enforcement, volunteer organizations, and private citizens of the area have been out and active with a common goal bring Madeline home. Every bit counts, be it walking your properties, scanning terrain as you commute, and reporting to law enforcement if something doesn't seem right. I want to take this opportunity to extend my gratitude. We have, in a short period of time, rallied for Madeline and created and maintained a group of passionate and motivated folks from across the state who care for and love Madeline with such an intensity that I have no doubt in the steadfastness of our mission.
0: Meanwhile, as the rest of Maddie's family came in from different parts of Minnesota to aid in the search and join forces to find Maddie and offer support for her children, it really seemed to be business as usual for, you guessed it, Adam. Now according to his LinkedIn, Adam works as a software engineer, and like Maddie, was in graduate school at this time. In fact, he just wrapped up his studies this month. He continued to maintain that he had nothing to do with Maddie's disappearance, had no knowledge of her whereabouts, and that he had not noticed anything out of the ordinary about the last few hours before she disappeared. However, it struck Maddie's family and friends as shocking and sad that he seemed to want nothing to do with the search efforts. He never once showed up to look for her, nor volunteered any of his time beyond being questioned by the police. Instead, he hired a lawyer to put a barrier between himself and the growing amount of press regarding the case. All the while, he continued to reside in the townhome that he shared with Maddie, and maintained contact with the kids when he was not legally supposed to have unsupervised access to them.
1: just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection, from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night.
0: And Simply Safe is backed by 24 7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time.
1: Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.comslash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe
0: Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person.
1: I absolutely love Shopify. I launched my coffee company, Elders Coffee, with Shopify in December, and it has been such an amazing process. I seriously could not recommend Shopify more.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. And they really do. So
1: what are you waiting for? Do retail right with Shopify.
0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash going west, all lowercase.
1: Go to shopify.com slash going west to take your retail business to the next
0: level today. Shopify.com slash going west. Sometimes Daphne and I are doing research for going west, and we subscribe to different newspapers from all around the country and then we forget to unsubscribe. But that's exactly why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings.
1: You'll be able to see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, Rocket Money can help you cancel it in just a few taps. It is seriously that easy. And that's why Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features.
0: Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/goingwest. That's rocketmoney.com/goingwest. rocketmoney.com/goingwest
1: Do you want to earn cash back while you shop? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out Rakuten, especially because this week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cash back event of the year with 15% cash back at hundreds of stores.
0: Rakuten is the shopping platform to use so that you can save big while you shop. They're partnered with over 3,500 stores across all categories including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so many others.
1: Some of our personal favorite participating stores are Ray-Ban, Hydro Flask, Clinique Online, and Verbo, just to name a few. There are so many big stores and brands that you're already buying from. But don't miss this major deal. It's a limited time only with eight days of these high cashback rates, so you can save more than usual. Before that quick break, we learned that Adam was still living in the home he shared with Maddie and taking care of their children, although he was barred from being around them unsupervised. On April 12th, 2023, Adam released a statement, finally, that read, quote, "'Over the course of the last 12 days, my family and I have been subjected to a myriad of accusations regarding the disappearance of the mother of my children, Maddie Kingsbury.' During these last 12 days, I have cooperated with law enforcement at every turn, including sitting down for multiple interviews with Winona County law enforcement. I did not have anything to do with Maddie's disappearance. I want the mother of my five-year-old and two-year-old to be found and brought home safely. I want that more than anything. Law enforcement advised me on April 2nd that they would not recommend that I attend the press conferences or that I assist in the searches due to safety concerns. However, my non-attendance and silence has been inferred by many as a sign of apathy or worse. That could not be farther from the truth. I want Maddie home and for her to be able to be with our two children. God bless the Kingsbury family and please bring her home safely." Adam's lawyer echoed in a statement to the press, quote, Investigators within that agency told Adam that they did not believe he should attend the news conferences or searches for Madeline, citing safety concerns.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. So law enforcement completely contradicted this, saying that this claim was totally untrue, and that they had, in fact, not given him any instruction one way or the other about attending vigils or... Or search efforts for Maddie's so, Right, so it's just their word against his, which is not helpful, but... It seems like he's lying, though, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just
0: weird that he said
1: on April 2nd, like, he had a date, and then his... You know, I'm not saying that I believe him, it's just... I just don't know why he would claim that if it wasn't true. Like, why would you go out there and say, the police told me this... When the you know if if that's not what happened I, I mean I guess if he's trying to make an excuse and make it sound like oh well the police didn't want me to do it so that's why I didn't do it but sure and it also seems really specific
0: well that's kind of what I feel like is going on here and you know it's like well can law enforcement lie sure but why would they have any reason to lie about like not telling him to attend uh, I don't search know parties maybe
1: they didn't want to look bad I I have no idea like I, I this is just this is a difficult part of the story to me.
0: Yeah, I find it a bit strange, but... But at the end of
1: the day, it's also not a huge deal. Like, this is not a huge part of the story, so who the
0: hell knows? Very true. So the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension asserted that they were, quote, not aware of any law enforcement advising Mr. Fravel to not attend news conferences or searches for Madeline. So it appeared that Adam was just kind of, like, clumsily covering his tracks with this claim, but again, we don't really know. He absolutely could have been. One critic of Adam's and volunteer in the search for Maddie had a conversation via Facebook Messenger with Ryan Fravel, who's a family member of Adam's. So Ryan seemed to have multiple explanations, all of which seemed to find excuses for Adam or to blame Maddie for her own disappearance, which obviously does not look good.
1: And this is just, this part is so weird to me because the fact that somebody in his family is giving all these details and talking to some random person, like... Yeah, why would you do that? I don't know, it's weird.
0: And anyways, tell tell us what he said. So, yeah, so in this exchange, Ryan wrote, quote, coincidentally, a young Winona man attempted suicide the same day that Maddie went missing. He passed away a couple of days afterwards in the hospital. And then Ryan went on to blame someone completely new in Maddie's life. He said, quote, Maddie's boyfriend has had very little interrogation. His name is Spencer Sullivan. Maddie announced to us family members the week before that she was officially dating Spencer. There are lots of scenarios that could have happened. We desperately need to find clues to lead us in the right direction. And then in another message, Ryan wrote that Maddie's mental health was declining, something that she had allegedly been concealing from her family. And he said, quote, we believe that she may have wandered off. Coincidentally, she stopped taking meds, bipolar, earlier that week that she went missing. We believe she's alive, and we want to find her. When asked where he thought that she might be, Ryan said, quote, Gilmore Valley, Bulls Lake, and Prairie Island are hot search areas. Weirdly, we did find an item of interest on Prairie Island. We found a clean, white men's sock right along the marsh. Very odd. Very open for scenarios. Authorities did not feel the items were of interest. But at least to the public's knowledge, Maddie was not suffering from nor medicated for bipolar disorder. So whether this is true or just completely fabricated is very unknown to us.
1: But again, just weird that just somebody in Adam's family is talking to some random searcher and telling them about Maddie's mental health, about her boyfriend, about what they found in this search. Like, what are you doing?
0: I completely agree with that because it it just feels like this Ryan person is going from one excuse to another. He's saying, oh, well, it could have been, you know, a boyfriend. It could have been a medication that she was, you know, not taking her bipolar medication.
1: Also, I kind of think that bringing up a new boyfriend is doing the opposite. It's like, why would a a brand new boyfriend kill her? I'm not, or not kill her, but have something to do with what happened to her. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I think it would actually fuel the opposite theory that Adam was jealous. Yeah, absolutely. And enraged by the
0: fact that she had somebody new in her life, if she even did. Like, so I I don't know. Well, you got to think about the position that Adam's currently in, where, you know, the courts are saying, like, you can't see your children unsupervised now, um, your wife is basically saying, like, I don't want to live with you anymore. I want to move the kids out. And then if there is potentially a new boyfriend involved, yeah, I could easily see how Adam would be enraged.
1: But it's just so silly, too, because it's not it's not Maddie's fault. Right. That- and
0: not, not that I'm trying to justify um, if Adam did do something. I'm just saying, like you know, this kind of, this type of position leads people to do crazy things.
1: Oh no, no, I totally, you're just, you're, you're uh, discussing uh, a potential motive here. Exactly. Like for sure. That totally, and that's important to discuss because, but it's just so frustrating from the other end of like, it's not Maddie's fault that you did something illegal, whatever it is with, or in front of the children that made it so that you cannot be around them unsupervised anymore. That's not her fault. And you guys broke up. So naturally, she who does not have that same uh, situation with the kids can move and should move away since you have broken up. And she's even being considerate enough to say, well, I'm not gonna move too far so that you can still see them. But let's talk more about Spencer and what we know about what was going on between them. So he was a very new presence in Maddie's life and he might not actually have even been her boyfriend at all. So on April 1st, 2023, the day after Maddie was last seen, Spencer posted this on Facebook, quote, attention, everyone in the Winona, Minnesota area. This is my friend Madeline. She goes by Maddie. Nobody has been able to get in touch with her since roughly 7 a.m. yesterday morning, the 31st. She isn't responding to any phone calls or texts from family or friends, and we're all very worried about her. If anyone sees her or knows anything, please reach out. So he hasn't commented publicly on her disappearance beyond that post in which he referred to her as a friend. And his status is still set to single on Facebook.
0: Yeah, so we have no idea if they were even involved romantically at all. Yeah, I mean, many people
1: have speculated that maybe this was like a brand new relationship and the fact that it could have been a brand new relationship coupled with Maddie moving out of the house that she shared with Adam like we were just talking about, could have caused a lot of friction between Adam and Maddie and that Adam could have been jealous.
0: Potential motive.
1: Yes. So worsening the tension between Adam and those who were advocating for Maddie was the incident that occurred on April 4th, which one article described as a volatile standoff. Police and social workers arrived at Maddie and Adam's home to take Ellie and Noah due to the stripping of Adam's custodial
0: rights. So they basically described him as uncooperative initially, but the situation only escalated from there. The report from the Winona County Health and Human Services alleged, quote, at one point, Fravel took the younger child into the residence and locked the door, despite being told that the children were in the care and custody of Winona County. That's so dangerous. Yeah, so he's basically like, no, you're not taking these kids. So while Fravel was in the home with the younger child, a social worker could hear Fravel shouting expletives. So he was like, cussing them out through the door. Sorry, that was still part of a quote that yeah. I just interrupted. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. So while this confrontation has not yet been publicized or reported upon further, Megan addressed it by saying in an interview, quote, I'm not able to comment too much on the kids, but they're safe and they're doing well. While the police handled Adam and, you know, he hid behind his attorney, Maddie's family tried to stay out of the drama and focus on bringing her home. Of course, because that's the the main goal here. So back at the house, authorities took Maddie's Chrysler into custody and they had it searched and forensically processed, but they've declined to comment on what they found.
1: And this would be important to know because if Adam is involved in any way and this trip that he took that day had something to do with possibly disposing of her if it's leading in that direction, then the processing of her car would be a really important piece to this investigation.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they're they're looking for any sign of any sort of evidence that could lead to Maddie's whereabouts.
1: Yet, still, you know, we're into May now, and this was one month ago. But uh, we still have no idea if they found anything, and if they did, what it is.
0: Well, it could be potentially still being processed at this at this time. Absolutely, it it does take a while for sure. It takes like weeks, if not months. Right. So volunteer efforts and ground searches came together swiftly as search parties set out on foot, on horseback, and ATVs looking for any sign of Maddie. Within two weeks of Maddie's disappearance, over 2,600 people had volunteered to assist in the search and over 120,000 acres had been combed. Canine recovery teams, divers, and submersible drones also covered some of the more remote landscapes in the area. By April 3rd, Winona Police had announced that they believed Maddie to be a quote, endangered missing person, and an official investigation was launched by the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. On Wednesday, April 5th, the police chief held a press conference in which he announced that the police force believe her disappearance to be both involuntary and also suspicious. Thank God they're not going with that age-old thought of, oh, she just voluntarily left on her own free will. They also unveiled a $50,000 reward for information leading them to Madeline.
1: Exactly one week later, on April 12th, 2023, Winona Police issued a statement that read, As the investigation into Madeline Maddie Kingsbury's disappearance continues, we are updating the public on what is being done to find her. Evidence to date suggests Maddie's disappearance was involuntary and suspicious. We remain extremely concerned for her safety. Multiple law enforcement agencies have been searching for Maddie from the beginning of the investigation. On Friday and Saturday of this past weekend, it is estimated that more than 2,000 people volunteered to search for Maddie since the end of the large organized searches on saturday april 8th law enforcement has continued to conduct targeted searches in winona and fillmore counties over the course of monday tuesday and wednesday of this week over 100 law enforcement and public safety personnel search these additional targeted areas based off information that we have received via tips or via investigative discovery. We have drafted and served numerous search warrants as part of our search efforts. We appreciate the continued support of the many agencies helping us look for Maddie. We are receiving dozens of tips a day through Crime Stoppers. Thank you to everyone who is taking the time to share information with us. Every tip helps. If you know something you think could be valuable and you haven't shared it, please do. You can call 1-800-222-TIPS or go online to crimestoppers.mn.org. Many of you have asked what happened to Maddie's van. It has been taken and processed for evidence. Throughout the investigation, we've worked closely with the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to identify and process any available forensic evidence. We are following up on leads and paths of inquiry, trying to get answers in this case. We have had two goals since we learned Maddie was missing bring her home, and if warranted, hold accountable the person or persons responsible for her disappearance. Releasing certain information about the investigation would jeopardize our ability to achieve these goals. We understand just how much the community wants answers, and we are asking everyone to be patient as the investigative process unfolds. We remain confident we will find Maddie and bring her home to her family
0: that same day, Maddie's family also released a statement that read, quote, Nothing in life prepares you for this. The disappearance of our daughter and sister has been a waking nightmare with no respite. In the days and nights since Madeline disappeared, the immediate family and extended family have, collectively and individually, been experiencing emotions and trials that someone who's never been suddenly thrust into this horrific situation could ever imagine. Eating is a mechanical act we force ourselves to do in order to keep our strength up so that we can continue to advocate and search for Madeline. Sleep, if it comes, is fitful and fleeting. I have to think that the only thing that could come close to what we experience is the stress of combat, day after awful day. Initially, we were so overwrought that we couldn't bear to look at each other, but couldn't bear to look away. There were no words that we could say to comfort each other, and we felt alone and frantic. In the days since, the family has circled the wagons and gathered from near and across the world. We will find Madeline. This is our mission, and we will not falter. We're private people, finding our lives thrust into this national limelight at the most traumatic time in our lives. We don't seek to draw attention to ourselves, but of course, want everyone everywhere to know about Madeline so that we can reunite her with her children. Members of our family and close friends coordinate closely with law enforcement and send out search teams day after day, every day. From time to time, and as we see the need, we use social media to encourage and inform large groups of volunteers helping us search for Madeline. We're overwhelmed by the dedication and tangible expressions of love demonstrated by the huge circle of warriors that she unknowingly gathered around her. Her sorority sisters, co-workers at the Mayo Clinic and other places, fellow students from her days at Winona State, other moms, and her many, many friends and acquaintances. We will continue to search for Madeline. We will not give up, and our family will come out on the other side of this forever changed but forever grateful for the tireless dedication of so many helpers, friends, and relatives, people in law enforcement, other first responders, social workers, caseworkers, legal professionals, child advocates, and many, many more. Volunteers continue
1: to conduct searches of the area, but sadly, multiple searches had to be called off due to inclement weather and even flooding police have begged all residents and property owners in and around Winona to comb their land for any sign of her or something out of place or a disturbance in the ground. Megan has become the designated family spokesperson and has taken to TikTok to give updates on the case. On Tuesday, May 2nd, over a month since Maddie went missing just the other day from when we're recording this, Megan detailed how she and her family finally cleared out the home that Maddie left behind. She explained, quote, Yesterday my family and I spent a lot of time cleaning out Madeline's townhome. Grabbed her stuff, kids' stuff, donated a lot of stuff. We were surprised at the state of the townhome. Really messy, just not typically how Madeline would keep her living area. So that was a chore. The landlord told us not to worry about necessarily cleaning and stuff, but we felt bad leaving it, so we cleared out as much of it as we could, and we'll kind of go through things later more thoroughly not much else is going on. She's still missing. It's crazy that it's been over a month now and we still don't know where she is. One commenter asked, quote, where was her ex during all of this? To which Megan replied, hiding out at his parents. In the previous video recorded on April 1st, Megan spoke with heartbreaking candidness online and described feeling numb, saying, quote, It's hard to see into the future to, you know, think about normal things. You'd think about future vacations or my wedding next year or even things that I want to do this summer. I usually go camping. I just can't even think about stuff like that. We still have hope that we're going to find her. In what condition, we don't know. It's hard to wait. It's hard to be patient. There are really no words to describe it. It's horrific and traumatic. This has been the worst
0: month of our lives." On Friday, May 5th, 2023, the day that this episode comes out, Maddie's family is holding a vigil in Winona Park to raise awareness about her disappearance. A prayer ceremony and candlelight vigil will be followed by speeches made by Maddie's family and friends. Megan announced that the mayor of Winona, Scott Sherman, will also be making a speech. Madeline Kingsbury is 5 feet 4 inches tall and weighs about 135 pounds. She has hazel eyes and curly brown hair. She has multiple tattoos, including one on her ribs, one on her back, and one on her shoulder. At the time of her disappearance, she's believed to have been wearing black pants and a black tank top, along with fuzzy winter boots. If you'd like to donate to assist in the search efforts, you can contribute to the family's GoFundMe or Venmo Megan directly. And her Venmo username is at M-G-N-L-I-Z. If you're local and you'd like to help in the ground search, follow the family's Facebook page at Finding Madeline Kingsbury for more information. Megan is also posting frequent updates on her TikTok, which is at M-E-G-S-M-P-L-S. And if you have any information about Maddie's disappearance, please call the Winona Police Department at 507-457-6302 or Crimestoppers at one 800 two, two, two tips.
1: Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West.
0: Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Tuesday, we'll have an all new case for you guys to dive into.
1: Please make sure that you share. We, of course, posted photos of Maddie on all of our social media accounts, including her missing poster. So you guys can go ahead and just repost that if you would like. Um, All the links for the donation, as well as like Megan's Um, venmo and the family's facebook and and, the tiktok and the tiktok those are all going to be linked in the description of this episode if you would like to help alongside us of course we can't be there in the search but we can help virtually with donations and just sharing it's so so important it takes nothing to just press share on a post or tell somebody about this podcast or just her story in general it could really make a difference we're only a month in this is the time to act
0: Absolutely. And um, if you guys want more updates on this case and other cases, make sure you go follow our socials. We're on Instagram at Going West Podcast, Twitter at Going West Pod. And we also have a Facebook discussion group where you guys can talk about these cases.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.
0: All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger.